Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Styles Files. I am your host, Alan Styles, and thank you for listening. If you are a avid listener, thanks for joining as always. If you are new, welcome to the best 20 to 60 minutes of your week. Um, plenty to talk about this week. St. Patrick's Day was last weekend. Got some stuff to say about that. March Madness. We're starting. It's a little somber for me. Temple University lost in the first four. Gotta admit, I wasn't too surprised, but we're going to talk about other things about March Madness and who I think could go all the way. I'll give you my picks for the final four and who I think is going to win the whole thing. We'll talk about Mike Trout's crazy new contract and just a discussion about the face of Major League Baseball and what Major League Baseball can do to improve their relevance with the younger crowd. And then I'm also going to talk about, you know, I'm always talking about things that grind my gears and things I need to stop. I'm going to call out some of these bartenders, man. I mean, bartenders, it's like a love-hate relationship because you need them, but Neither of you really like each other a lot of times. Um, So I'm going to call out some of the things that bartenders do that kind of annoy me. All right, let's get into it. St. Patrick's Day. So St. Patrick's Day, um, you know, is obviously a day where everybody is drinking super heavily. Uh, You know, you're there at a party, things like that. Um, But there's certain things that I think people don't know about St. Patrick's Day and about Uh, I guess the Irish culture, if you will. So essentially the situation was this. Uh, We went to a bar in Oakland called Slaint. It was a hardcore Irish bar. So we get in there and granted, we went to a bar before and we asked for, we said car bombs because basically um, Irish car bombs saying that is negative for Um, people of Irish descent, because that was something that actually happened historically uh, in Ireland. And there was a bomb and uh, people were injured. Right. So it's frowned upon when you Google it. It says it's frowned upon. Do not ask for an Irish car bomb in Ireland. Right. I found that out last year or so. Um, We were told or I was told the alternative was just to say car bomb. Because there's no, obviously, if a new phrase had been created, I think it would have made its way to me, who tends to drink a good bit. So I was just always told, just say car bomb and it should be fine. So fast forward back to um, Sunday and, you know, we go to the first bar and we say, can we get car bombs? The bartender replies back to us, okay, you want Irish car bombs? And we said, yes. Now, granted, this wasn't an Irish bar. So we have a couple there, have a couple normal drinks. And then the bar Slaint was having like an Irish day party festival for St. Patrick's Day. So we're like, all right, let's head there next. The problem is we fully knew, you know, okay, we probably should kind of feel out the swag uh, before asking for the car bomb. So we get in and the place is just crazy, as you can imagine. Uh, There's people outside, there's people inside, um, and we're just kind of playing it by ear. And when we get to the bar, the people immediately next to us have what looks 
very similar to a car bomb. So in our mind, we're thinking this is um, a green light. You know what I mean? To go ahead and ask. So my girlfriend goes ahead and asks for two, and the bartender is just pissed off. I mean, pissed off. And he's, he just kind of says to us, we don't do car bombs, okay? We had also asked for ciders, so he leaves to pour the ciders. Then he's talking to another bartender, and it's not that big of a bar. We can clearly see him mouth, these guys just asked for car bombs. What the f*** is up with that? So now I'm upset because I'm like, dude, we can see you, you know, judging us um, for asking. So when he comes back with the ciders, I say, you know, man, the only reason we asked for those was because there's people right here that have what looks just like them. And he responds, well, I didn't ask you why you asked. (laughs) I'm like, well, I'm telling you. So after that, he clearly just closed us out. Uh, didn't ask, and as he comes back with the receipt, I said, thanks, we'll close out. You know, just kind of being a a-hole about it because I knew he had already closed us out. We drank our ciders and left. At the time, you know, my issue was, look, my, my issue was a couple of things. A, I told this story at the lunch table on Monday at work, and majority of the table had no clue what I was talking about. You know, it's not common knowledge, I, I would say. I don't think it's common knowledge um, as much as like, you know, other tragedies that have happened uh, in the world. That, that, so to not, to, ex- to expect that we would know that, especially on a St. Patty's Day, um, it's like, okay, sure, it is an Irish bar. But number two, you're going to serve the parts of the drink and get annoyed when someone asks for the drink, that was what was most ridiculous to me. Like, I feel like if it's that much of a sore spot, you just say, we don't serve that here at all, you know? But to have people right next to you that have the drink, and then you get mad when somebody asks for it, I think is a little ridiculous. So I said all this in a very long Facebook rant, um, and I also posted it on my personal Instagram, And I tagged them because I wanted to know. Uh, And, you know, to their credit, they actually responded, uh, I believe it was yesterday. And what they said was, you know, we didn't handle that the best way. Obviously, we were very busy. Hope you still had a good time. Uh, Somebody else that had commented on my post asking, well, what are you supposed to call it? Uh, I jokingly kind of said, I guess order order the parts separately which I really wasn't joking because somebody at the bar said that after I had had the issue. Um, they also responded to that comment, and I'm not going to try to say the word. You can go on my Facebook uh, and, and look up the, the comment thread. But, you know, basically they're saying, well, this is what we call it. And they claim that they actually did have signs. I, they did not, but they did not have signs inside. But outside, um, they weren't even selling anything other than like three different types of beer. So to not have them inside, then to sell sell the drink in a different language, right, um, and expect people it, to know what to say 
is ridiculous. And I look, if you're going to expect it, that's one thing. But to be annoyed like it's common knowledge on St. Patrick's Day, it was a little absurd to me. Um, I thought that they, at the time, that bartender handled it horribly. Uh, don't know if I'll be going back because I just feel like if something is that important to you, sure, it's a really busy bar. Point us to the signs if there were signs. You know, don't make us feel like, you know, we are complete idiots and we didn't know this, that, and the third. And then I go back to my lunch table at work on Monday and majority of the table did not know that there was an issue. You know, um, something's got to give here. That was a, a opportunity for you to have a teaching point. And if I still went ahead and asked for it, that means... And, and the thing was, we were not completely obliterated. We didn't go up to the bar like, hey, I'm going to have two car bombs. I mean, we literally just were asking for it. You know what I mean? So clearly, it was just a misunderstanding. So to kind of put us on an island like everybody else knows, but you didn't, especially when you're serving the drink, is, is ridiculous. I just think that uh, multiple things could have been done differently. I think that you have to have... More if you you if they actually had signs, you have to have signs inside where your full bar is. Um, but personally, I think that if you know you're as hardcore as you're making out to be, and you're trying to make a a stand against people using this term, if it, whether it's St. Patrick's Day or not, I say you don't serve the drink because it just stops any confusion. That's how I feel. Uh, personally. So I don't know if anybody else had issues like that over the weekend, but that's just also an FYI to don't say that at Irish bars. Apparently, I don't know if I'm just not going to say it at any bars. I I might not ever even have the drink again, uh, to be honest. But the thing is also, look, I'm 20, I'm 28 years old. I'll be 29 this week. I've gone through a lot of St. Patrick's days. You know, uh, and this has never been an issue before. You know, we've had I've had plenty of that drink, you know. So the fact that it's just coming up now is makes it very clear to me that this is not common knowledge or else uh, people like me who tend to celebrate uh, that event and that day would have come across it before. Uh, This is not my first time at an Irish bar. Um, So, you know, just keep an eye out, keep an ear out. And try to educate people because that's my whole thing. I don't care if you get annoyed, but educate me. You know, if there was a sign, point me to the sign. Uh, So, yeah, had to start with that. If you guys have any comments, you can check out my comment thread. Like I said, it's on my personal Facebook, not uh, the Styles Files page. But you can comment on the Styles Files page, comment on my personal page. And as always, Twitter, Instagram, at the underscore Styles Files. Okay, enough about that madness. Let's talk about March Madness. You know, I have a gripe with the committee and March Madness, and I actually never noticed it before. Um, For some reason, I thought that the first four in, you know, those first uh, four play-in games, for some reason, I thought that they were all at-large bids, very similar to Temple, like teams that barely got in, right? Um, It wasn't until I kind of noticed... This this year, uh, when I saw Prairie View A&M and Fairleigh Dickinson playing that, you know, just thought, okay, there's no way these teams got an at-large bid. They must have won their conference, 
which led me to think that it's a little ridiculous that these teams win their conference and they still have to play in a play-in game. I don't care how small your conference is. I think that's BS. And yes, I know what I'm saying uh, would mean that Temple wouldn't have gotten in. But after the way they played yesterday, I kind of wish they hadn't gotten in, to be honest. And um, But either way, look, I, I said this before Temple even played, you know, once I kind of figured out what was going on. And maybe I'm late to the party. I probably am. But I think it's a little ridiculous, you know. Um, the teams, Prairie View A&M, they won the SWAC. Fairleigh Dickinson won the NEC. North Carolina Central won the MEAC, and North Dakota State won the Summit League. Meanwhile, St. John's, Belmont, Temple, and Arizona State didn't win their conference championships, you know, but they got in first four. And then on top of that, you make the smaller conferences play each other and knock each other out? Like, let's be honest. When you ask people that aren't attached to teams that are in the first four playing games, when you ask them, hey, when does... March Madness start when the first round starts. Um, this week, it's this year, it's on Thursday, but it's whenever those start. You know when it starts? When the brackets lock. If your bracket hasn't locked, the March Madness hasn't started yet, you know? And I just think it's not fair to these smaller teams that play just as hard as everyone else, right? Win their conference, and they possibly don't even get to Thursday. You know, um, and one of them isn't because they make them play each other. And then they make the two kind of at-large bid type schools play each other as well. I just think that's ridiculous. You know, I think that these kids deserve better. Um, I think they deserve, if you win your conference, I think you deserve to be there on Thursday with all the other teams and not have to. And then on top of that, you're already saying that they're not that good, right? Then you're going to make them play in Dayton, Ohio. Then fly the winning team has to fly to wherever their next round game is. That's ridiculous. Like, look, the I've looked up the numbers. Nothing past an eight seed has ever gotten to the championship game. And if you look at it, it's all 0%, right? So whether you're um, a 9 through 16 seed, chances are you're not going to make it. Allow those kids the opportunity to be a part of the real first day of March Madness. You know, I'm, you know, when you talk about sports, everybody's just like, well, March Madness starts in 48 hours. Nobody is saying, well, technically it starts when the first four in. You know who's saying that? I'm saying that just because I went to Temple. Nobody else actually cares until it really, really starts. And I think. The kids know that. I think that making them fly around even more if they win is not fair. And I think that if you win your conference, uh, you should get straight in. And obviously, it's a money play here. Um, you know, for the NCAA, it always is because I'm imagining that before the first four in, those smaller teams didn't need a play-in game. And I just think that's not fair. You know, I need to know more about why they made this change. And I don't care that Temple got in with it, you know. Um it's just not fair. Granted, you know, every year um, since its inception, one team from the play-in game has made it to the Sweet 16. I don't care, to be honest. I still think that the kids that won their conference 
should get to go straight to Thursday and shouldn't have to play an extra game. That's ridiculous. Um, okay. So now let's talk about my picks, my final four, my champion. Look, I, I haven't, obviously, like I said, nothing is locked in yet, but this is what I'm thinking, right? My first kind of mock bracket. And when you do it, you never realize how long a bracket takes until you do one. <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I might change some stuff around. And then by the time I'm done, I'm like, this might just have to work. Um, but I got for my final four, Duke, Michigan, North Carolina, and Tennessee. And I have Michigan beating Duke in the semifinal game. I have UNC beating Tennessee in the semifinal game. And I got to tell you, I got Michigan winning the whole thing. Because if I pick Duke, I don't want to be in an eight-way tie with everybody else. You know, I would rather not win than be in a 25-way tie and win 50 cents. Honestly, I'm going to take my chances, you know, a um, little scared because last year there were a lot of upsets. So that means that it could be pretty chalk this year. Uh, you never know. Um, and then, hey, there could be another Loyola. Um, we'll just have to wait and see how everything progresses. But I know, you know, Gonzaga, I just can't really trust them. Virginia definitely can't trust them. And I'm OK with being wrong if you know, they make it all the way. But hey, I never pick them every year and I've done all right. Okay, some Major League Baseball talk. Mike Trout uh, is the newest to get the, and I feel like every week it's the biggest contract in American history. Every week, every week, the biggest sports contract. So this week it's Mike Trout's turn. 12 years million. Is this good or bad for baseball? Look, man, I don't know. I I don't know if that it matters. You know, to be honest, uh, for those of you who don't know, there was a small issue um, last year with the commissioner or somebody said something about Mike Trout, I guess, not doing enough to become the face of baseball, right? So the question is, and the Angels responded saying, oh, you know, we appreciate Mike Trout for what he does on the field. It's his choice for whatever he does off the field. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So this is really interesting. It's really interesting to me because, and I've talked about this on the show before, I mean, since Derek Jeter, there really hasn't been a face of baseball. Um, And whose fault is that? It's hard to say because when you look at a Mike Trout, people are like, you know, personally, I've heard Mike Trout talk like three times and I'm a pretty hardcore baseball watcher. So I can imagine most people have no clue. They probably know his name at this point. Couldn't pick him out of a crowd and um, have never has never heard them talk, you know. I think he had like a Subway commercial like three years ago or something like that. But when you think about that and everyone's like, well, he's boring. You know, uh, he doesn't really, he's not really outgoing, the commercials, things like that. You know, to me, there's really no difference between Mike Trout and Derek Jeter off the field. Derek Jeter was just on the Yankees, right? Like, sure, I was younger, but I don't remember Derek Jeter being in a ton of commercials. 
He was just Derek Jeter. It was his swagger. It was the Yankees. It was the age of baseball. That's what kind of made Derek Jeter the face of the franchise. So the only difference is Derek Jeter was on the Yankees. Mike Trout's on the Angels. Derek Jeter's in the World Series every year, every other year. Mike Trout never been to the playoffs. That's really what I think is the issue. And also I think the issue is people just care less about baseball now than they did 10 years ago. That's just also fact. You know, baseball had an opportunity or has an opportunity with social media to connect to the younger crowd, and they're just not doing it very well. Then you look at a guy like Mookie Betts, who all the accolades this year, MVP, World Series, Silver Slugger, batting title. Um, So he has a chance, right? Again, is he extremely outgoing? I think he's funny, and I think a lot of people like him, but I haven't really seen him in any commercials yet. Uh, And this is only... Uh, And he's still really young, you know, so I think if he continues on that path, people might start to kind of notice him and things like that, especially with a name like Mookie. Um, But you never know. I mean, I think people really want it to be Aaron Judge because, like we said, I mean, he's not a big talker, but he's on the Yankees. You know, he's got that swagger about him. But the Yankees have to win. They have to win. And I just think it's a different age. You know, I don't think that you get applauded or gain as much attention for being respectful and quiet as you used to. You know, people want to see interaction. People want to see you into it, right? Like, people want Steph Curry to shimmy after a three. Fans love that. People love when LeBron dunks and does his... Uh, I think he mostly did it in Miami, but, you know, does his closer move or is just yelling at the crowd. People love that, but it's frowned upon in baseball. So baseball, you can't have it both ways. You can't want the younger crowd, but hate what the younger crowd likes, right? The closest thing, if you think about it, or the closest person for a little bit was actually Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig captivated all of the sports world. For that amount of time, you know, because he was so different. He was so unique because what I used to say was, okay, when Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown, I think he won it twice and he still wasn't the face of baseball. You know, I said, you know what? Baseball is tough because for a lot of them, English is their second language. And, you know, that's just calling a spade a spade. If you want someone to be the face um, of your franchise or the face of you know, the business, right? It's tough for a lot of Americans to identify with that, you know, even though, even as big of a melting pot as America is, you know, when you think about face of a franchise, uh, you just think of, especially baseball, what what do people say about baseball? Hot dogs, you know, apple pie and baseball, you know, like you kind of need that, or the thought was you kind of need that all-American type of guy to make that happen. Then comes Yasiel Puig, who is just breaking all the rules, all the rules. And you know what? People either loved it or hated it, but people cared. That's the thing. Nobody cares anymore. So what happened? Yasiel Puig gets all this backlash. They start to kind of tame him down. And his numbers felt the same way. His numbers went down. Now he's on the Cincinnati Reds, and nobody will ever say Yasiel Puig's name again. 
Great job, Major League Baseball. Great job, baseball historians. The one time people cared that don't typically care, you run them out of there. Great job. So now back to Mike Trout. I don't think it's fair for the commissioner or Major League Baseball to say that this is on Mike Trout because it's bigger than Mike Trout. You know, this is bigger than Mike Trout. There are enough, it doesn't, you don't, but was Derek Jeter, I just said Derek Jeter was the face of MLB and probably still is. Was he ever the best player in baseball? Was he? I don't think so. You know? But he just had that complete package. So this idea that this is on Mike Trout to be the face of baseball because he's a once in a lifetime talent, that's not fair. There should be other guys that you should be able to plug in. You should be able to find more than one star. And you can't find one, so now you're putting it on Mike Trout? Mike Trout, get your money, kick it in L.A., and do what you want, man. MLB got to figure it out on, on their own. That's not your job. But I will say this. You know, everybody knows my connection to Philadelphia. And I think that Bryce Harper in talking that talk uh, during his press conference about wanting Trout in a couple years, I think that spread up the process for Trout to get this deal. You know, Angels probably heard that and was like, we just can't have Bryce Harper out here talking, openly talking about how they're going to try to get him in two years. Let's lock him up now, you know. So I think that if Bryce stays quiet, who knows what happens? You know, maybe it was already in the works, this deal. But I definitely think Bryce talking about and hearing how excited and knowing that, you know, Mike Trout grew up a Philly fan, is from that area. Andrews was like, we need to act now, you know. Um, And look, they had Albert Pujols. It's not like they had a trash team. They just haven't been able to put anything together. Um, But, yeah, this this idea that it's on – Mike Trout to be the new face of the franchise simply because he's the best player in the MLB. That's just ridiculous. You know, you look at, I'm trying to think of who, who is very similar to him, right? Like nobody gave this grief. Now, obviously he was never the best player, but he was in the limelight. You look at Buster Posey, Buster Posey, three rings, a rookie of the year. I believe he has an MVP, at least one. Um, It's either, you know, a lot of people think of him as the best catcher in baseball or he was the best catcher in baseball for a period of time. And again, Buster Posey, just because I'm a, I live in the Bay Area and I still can probably count on one hand the amount of times I've heard Buster Posey talk, you know, like, so, and nobody gave him grief. Nobody gave him grief and he was on the biggest stage. He won the World Series and nobody was upset at him for not wanting to take that next step. He just wanted to have his kids and kick it in the bay, you know, um, and do those Toyota commercials that only show up during the season. Um, And nobody had an issue with that. So that's not on him. Music. Had to let everybody know that I went to a Mike Studd concert this past weekend. For those of you who are not familiar with Mike Studd, He is a kind of rapper, singer type of deal who went to Duke and was an All-American at baseball 
uh, while he played at Duke and somehow blew out his shoulder, I believe, or his elbow, something like that. So his baseball career ended and he started rapping and he ended up getting pretty big, man, pretty big. So um, I actually wasn't a fan of him for a long time. And my buddies convinced me, uh, you know, you need to keep listening to him. And it's just feel good music, you know, nothing deep, nothing crazy. He's just it's basically frat rap, you know, college parties, things like that. Um, so my buddy for we both have our birthdays in the same week. He came up and we went to the show to celebrate our birthdays. And it was a great time, uh, as expected. Uh, it's funny because on the promo videos, there's like a bunch of girls like making out with each other and like flashing. And then you get there and it's just it's just a bunch of dudes. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of um, guys who finished college a couple years ago and still listen to Mike Studd. Because Mike Studd, I believe, is 30 or 31 now. So we're all getting older. Um, so it was still a good time. You know, everybody is so nice. And uh, it's kind of like that cult following, I think Mike even said. Because he played at Slim's, which is a smaller venue in San Francisco. Um, and I think he said he has a he's from back east, so his following out here isn't huge. So it's kind of like if you know, you know. And if you're down uh, with it, you're either going to make fun of it for being college rap or you're just like you know what this sounds good to me and this makes me feel good so that was a great time um never would have thought though i would end up becoming a couples counselor at the show so essentially long story short me and my buddy run into this couple and we end up talking and you know when you know a girl just kind of talks to like a guy for too long if and not really paying enough attention to their boyfriend and like some boyfriends can kind of just get over it and other boyfriends it annoys them just like I would be annoyed um but basically they we're getting drinks with them and they keep coming back for more keep coming back I'm like holding down the spot then my buddy comes back alone and I'm like what happened uh to the couple he's like I don't know I don't know what happened um Ten minutes later, the girl is next to me on my right by herself. And I'm like, yo, where is your boyfriend? And she's, everybody is hammering at this point. She's just like, I don't know. I don't care. Meanwhile, two hours ago, they had told us about how she moved out here for said boyfriend. And you know what? In all my drunkenness and droopy-eyedness, I decided, you know what? I'm going to make sure she doesn't make a mistake here. I'm just like, you know what? You need to go find your boyfriend. You're going to regret this if you don't. I'm pumping her up. She might have even started crying at one point. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go find him. And it's like only I could go to a Mike Stud concert and end up giving great relationship advice. And you know what? I was really proud of myself for that. But yeah, if you haven't listened to Mike Stud before, check him out if you're into just fun uh, party rap. Summertime's coming. It's great for that. Check them out. Um, but yeah, now I want to get into what happened before we got there, uh, which will lead into why I've been pretty annoyed with bartenders. So me and my buddy went to a bar that we love and he lives in LA now, so he doesn't get to go to the bar all the time. So we're definitely like, all right, we need to go to Louis. You know, Louis in the financial district right next to Uno Dos. Love Louis. Love Louis. What I'm about to say is just about one bartender, not Louis. Um, so we get there, and again, it's St. Patty's Day weekend. So people were drinking on Saturday as well, as you can imagine. 
and they had a special. Basically, the special was like five bucks for this drink, for this Irish whiskey that we had never heard of. So my buddy is a big Jameson guy, right? So he said, hey, well, how does it taste compared to Jameson? The guy's like, eh, it's a little rougher, you know? We're like, oh, okay, cool, blah, 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 blah. You know me, I'm schmoozer number one. We, I start telling him how we love this bar, how he's, my buddy's up from LA, you know, uh, it's our birthday, we're going to a show after, and I'm really just like, give us a, fr- I'm basically just like, give us a free shot, you know? Um, so I think I'm doing pretty well because after, I don't know, 10 minutes, something like that, and the bar wasn't too crowded, you know? After 10 minutes, something like that, and we're buying food, you know. The guy goes, hey, to my to my buddy, hey, so did you want to try that shot? Did you want to try that shot? That's what he said. Did you want to try that shot? My buddy says, sure, you know. So I go, so he goes to me, did you want to try it or did you want uh, just the taste? So I'm thinking, you know, oh, you know, well, I'm drinking. So I say, I'm like, I'm drinking tequila, uh, so I'll just have a taste. And, I'm, and I go to my buddy like, yeah, you know, he's hooking us up, so I don't want to take advantage, right? Because if you hear the words, do you want to try, that's like, hey, can I borrow that piece of tape? Like, sure, but I know you're not going to give that piece of tape back. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to try something to me sounds like free. That's what it sounds like. Maybe I'm mistaken, but it sounds like free. So after he says, do you want to try it to my buddy and says, hey, do you want to try it or do you want to sample I guess when he said sample, we should have known something was up, but he gave me like a splash, right? So after he gives it to us, he goes over to the POS system. And, you know, I know it's called a POS system because I watch a lot of John Taffer, Bar Rescue, and he's always giving them new POS systems. So this guy walks over to the POS system uh, and he asks for my buddy's last name. And we both look at each other like, wait, hold up. We thought that was for free. You know what I mean? Now, we were in a great mood. We love Louis. Definitely didn't want problems there. But we're just thinking to ourselves, like, why did you say it like that? You know what I mean? Sure, it's only five bucks. But just say, hey, did you want that shot? You know what I mean? Don't make it seem like you're hooking us up. Then you ask for his name. I mean, that seemed a little ridiculous to me and just unnecessary. Like, And especially when he was like, oh, you know, um, they want us pushing this this drink so i guess we should have saw it coming but it's like just say it you know or just or what he could have done is just offer us both a sample and then if we said we liked it then you could say the words try and my buddy probably would have been like sure it's only five bucks but to kind of snake around and slither to get us to buy a five dollar shot It's a little stupid to me. And you know what? That leads me into what's grinding my gears uh, as of late. And I'm going to tell you, it's about these bartenders, man. Bartenders, I feel like as a whole, just don't understand that everything is different everywhere you go. And I think that when you walk into their bar, they expect you to know their expectations. When it's like, dude, I just left the bar where this was okay. You know what I mean? And that's why... I believe bartenders are just walking memes of that, you know, you know those memes like me, also me. You know what I mean? When it's like me on a diet, also me. And it's like somebody eating 10 donuts. Like those are bartenders to me, right? Because there'll be something like bartenders. I'm not going to acknowledge your presence and I'm going to ignore you for as long as I want. Also bartenders, don't flag us down. We hate that. We really, 
really hate that. Bartenders. You can drink whatever, man. I don't judge. Also bartenders. A Jaeger bomb? Really? This isn't college, bro. Grow up. Matter of fact, get the f*** out. Bartenders. Just give me one second, man. Super swamped right now. Also bartenders. I'm clearly cutting lemons and limes to prepare for tomorrow. Bartenders. Oh, nice. Birthday, man. Don't worry. We'll take care of you all night. Also bartenders. So yeah, man, y'all spent a lot here. Wanted to hook you up. Took 2% off your whole tab. No problem, man. All love. Bartenders. I gave you subpar service at best all night. Also bartenders. But I still expect it to be tipped like I served you a five-course meal. And that's what's been grinding my gears about bartenders right now, man. And it's just got to stop. Please stop. All right? Um, but that's all the time I got for y'all today. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy March Madness. T for Temple U. Hey, Fran Dunphy, you did the best you could. Aaron McKee is your time now. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore styles files styles with an I. And until next time, be safe, be well, be wise. Peace.